Welcome home. I'm Kirsten. And I'm Graham. And this podcast is the home at class you wish you'd been offered. We're two moms aspiring to create gracious homes that are welcoming and functional, all while dealing with real life schedules, budgets, and children. Stick with us and we'll share and show what we know, what we've learned, where we've messed up, and how to fix it. For everything we can't make up, we'll bring in the best experts we can find. You're listening to Welcome Home. On today's episode, we're talking to the grandfather of luxury and the man who set the gold standard for treating people like royalty, Horst Schultz. We'll discuss why a business book on hospitality might just be the greatest etiquette book ever written and how it's impossibly difficult to get thrown out of a Ritz-Carlton. Plus, the real story behind hotel key cards, making the daily decision to love your spouse, and an in-depth look at why a hotel tycoon is the unsung hero of everyone's favorite chicken sandwich. All that and more on today's episode of Welcome Home. Welcome home, Kirsten. Oh, you beat me to the punch. Welcome home, Graham. We're a welcoming crew. How are you? I'm so pumped today. You know I love my special fancy interview days. You do. Okay, so let's go behind the scenes on on Welcome Home, the magic of the podcast. Um, So you know that we have these interviews sometimes, and I'm always like, I don't know, Graham, like, is this this the right fit for our show? And Graham, and like, this is the thing, his book that he just wrote is an actual business book. Like, Excellence Wins, Excellence Wins by Horace Schultz. (laughs) It's a a legit business book. And um, I'm like, I don't know if we're really a business show. Graham's like, don't be an idiot. This is going to be awesome. And he was just such an incredible man. Um. Yeah, it's definitely a business book, but it was- He's a tycoon. He founded the Ritz-Carlton Enterprise. He's one of the co-founders of Ritz-Carlton, but more importantly, he his background is in customer service and making people feel welcome. And they've been studied. I mean, basically his, um, you know, kind of systems have been studied and analyzed by the best of the best of the best of the best. And so he speaks all over the world, basically telling companies how to treat their patrons correctly. And he does it so well that like he's considered one of the leaders and sets the gold standard for treating right. people well. Okay. So what's the drill down on that? It's like, well, if we're trying to create gracious, functioning, welcoming homes, then we should potentially also be looking at all different spheres and spectrums, right? And the business world seemed applicable to me. Well, let's just be honest. You just wanted to talk to the founder of Ritz Carlton. I but I have a crush on him and I kind of want to give him a big hug. I just love him. He's an amazing man. And yeah, you just talked to him and you're like, you're incredible. But before we get to our interview, which is very cool, we have a sponsor today, another company who has been making the world a better place for over a hundred years. We have one of our faves, Carbona. Drum roll, Carbona. We love them. Um, They have stain devils. Stain devils are specialty stain removers. They're so much better than multi-purpose removers. No two stains are alike, so you need to treat the specific stain with a specific formula. They have carpet cleaners. They have pet stain and odor removers. They have steam carpet cleaners. They have washing machine cleaners. They have a color grabber, which Kirsten's obsessed with. Okay, wait, let me just, we don't need to go into all the details because we've talked about them so much. You need to go to Carbona.com to save 20% Mm -hmm. because every product is unique. And we have gone over this and over this because we're clearly obsessed. Carbona.com save 20%. Here's all I'm going to tell you guys. The color grabber, which lets you wash darks and lights together. You know how I'm obsessed right now with walmart.com with going, just picking up my groceries. So glad you're obsessed. I'm obsessed. I actually went to the grocery store for one purpose. I've even, even though I've gone to walmart.com twice this week, I had to go to the grocery store just because Walmart was out of the color grabber and having to do laundry and go back to my old ways. I was like, 
I'm, I'm not a fool. Kirsten, do you think we've, we caused a rush? Do you think our podcast caused a run on the oh market? Oh my gosh, that's what happened. Everyone's like, <laughs> everyone's like, I got to go to Walmart and do delivery. I got to get my Carbona color grubber. I'm not kidding, guys. This is a life-changing product. The Stain Devils were my previously life-changing products, but I don't know. Now it's like a competition. They're both so big. This is so, actually, I never really thought that this was something on my bucket list was to do something that we could actually create like a run on a market for something. You know, like how somebody, one of our sponsors called us a brand ambassador and I was so pumped to actually be an ambassador. Oh, I'm a Carbona ambassador. I'm from the nation of Carbona. Um, you yeah, guys, these are products like, that Graham and I are truthfully obsessed with. So go ahead and give them a try. You know what? Oh, duh. I could just go on the website and save 20%. That's what yeah, I should do. I mean, you know what I might do? I might just place a bulk order because I need <laughs> color grabbers. I'm not going back to my old ways. Back up the truck. Beep, beep, beep. Okay. Thank you, Carbona. Okay, Graham, I have to tell you a story. Do it. Can I just tell you a random story that has nothing to do with Ritz Carlton? Absolutely. But it has something to do with something that is near and dear to our heart at Welcome Home. Okay. Knuckle booms. <gasps> okay. Okay, so you know how I have been living in envy because you have a knuckle boom that comes by and you can just willy-nilly throw things out on the curb and people just pick them up? For anyone who doesn't know, knuckle boom is like a garbage truck that has this like claw that comes down and grabs up stuff. Yes. But our listeners yes. know what a knuckle boom is. But, exactly. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I've been really jealous because that's an amazing like lifestyle choice that you can just get rid of junk when it's annoying you. We have, yeah. to do, we have bulk trash pickup four times a year and I have it marked on my calendar and you can start laying out your trash and then you have a week and then they start pickup. So what mm -hmm. we do is like plan our garage cleanup around it. But in the meantime, we had like a broken mm -hmm. rocking chair and a hammock that had a big hole in it. And we just have all this junk yeah. sitting in our backyard in a pile. Mm -hmm. And we have to wait for bulk trash pickup. Mm -hmm. And um, anyway, so mm -hmm. the crazy thing about bulk trash pickup is though you put it out and then it's like the dumpster divers are coming. And it's, I mean, it's amazing. Oh, yeah. Half the stuff is gone before the bulk. I think that's probably why they let you leave it out a week because they're like, other people will get rid of this stuff for us. And, you know, people take stuff mm -hmm. like, you put out stuff that's like way too good to throw away because you know someone's going to come by and grab your stroller or your bike trailer or whatever it is that you're just done with and it's easier than bringing it to Goodwill. But anyway, it's been really fascinating because I have learned that this is a great way to be green because we put out um, a broken playhouse once and we had this neighbor come by and they knocked mm -hmm. on our door. They're like, we don't want you to think we're going through your trash, but we have a chicken coop and this would be awesome for our chicken coop. We would love to use your old playhouse to turn it into a chicken coop. And I was like, that's perfect. Amazing. Let us help you bring it over. It was great. And then today I had a fascinating one. I had these yeah. old styrofoam, um, big styrofoam coolers that were from the crawfish party where they ship live crawfish across the country. So they're really heavy duty. And there's this woman sitting out in my front yard and she's wearing a head to toe, like Ghostbusters jumpsuit. Like she's going to go paint a house, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, like, I'm so sorry. Would you? And she looked like a mom. She was driving like a minivan and she's like, and like she had her hair done, just this weird paint jumpsuit. And, and she's like, would you mind if I take these mm -hmm. coolers? And, I, and I'm like, no, I don't mind. But I just want to know why you want my one-year-old fishy coolers. Like what, you know? And she's like, I'm a beekeeper. And these would be perfect for my bees. <gasps> Isn't that interesting? This is One amazing. And you meet, you get to meet all these fun people. Yeah. I get to meet all my crazy neighbors. Who knew I had such cool neighbors? Raising bees and chickens and... Well, and you get to know that there's like probably honey for sale downtown, like down, down the street. Down the street. I don't know. And I also okay. thought... I want to do a shout out. Are we done? Green. 
Yes, I'm done with you my know, You were green. You were, you know, you were totally green. Like, I'm I love totally that. Green. Ironically, like you know what is left and no one has touched? Like, people have taken, people what? took the rusted hammock frame. And you know what no one's taken? That's weird, yeah. Totally weird. What, no, They'll take anything. Thing. It's very bizarre. But, um, like, I think people are building little crafts and projects and stuff. But um, no one's taken, like, my $200 car seat. That's just been sitting out there. No one will touch a car seat. Maybe they think you just sat it out there by accident. Do you have a big sign on it that says? No, it's like in a pile of like old tables and stuff. So. Okay, maybe maybe put a sign on it. That's well, and also people are creeped out about car seats because they're that's like, what I'm saying. You need a car seat. Yeah, like, they always want safe. one. No. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, that's what I'm saying. It's interesting. So. Anyway. Okay, I want to do a shout out to our listeners because I think we've gotten some very nice iTunes reviews. Aww. And if anyone would do us a sweet favor, this is a tiny bit of housekeeping before we bring this amazing guest on. I just think I want to I want to read a couple of our most recent um, uh, reviews. But also, if you guys would be so kind as to share this our show with a couple of your friends, that would be the most delightful thing ever. Um, it keeps our sponsors sponsoring keeps the show rolling so let's read out our latest <laughs> our latest clothes, review was stain free yeah by r r y h young i don't know who you are but thank you the best podcast i love welcome home and kirsten and graham i feel like i'm chatting with old friends and that our values in life and home align so well this podcast is wonderful and wholesome with no annoying references to how depressed they are which is currently in vogue or how much they hate their lives i don't know for some reason that resonated with me kirsten don't you feel like a lot of people are really depressed well you know I I that's like a bad thing like but like Right, like want, 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 like complaining about your life. I don't think we really complain that much. The tips are often mind blowing. I just complained about having to keep my trash, but that was a minor complaint. And I turned it around. And now I want to meet you, Rye H. Young. You sound like a nice person. If I'm ever having a bad day, I can count on Graham and Kirsten to cheer me up. Thanks, ladies. Now, ironically, I wanted to highlight that against our one star review from somebody named Fun1894. Um, and <laughs> we, are, we are calling, we are calling us. Yeah. So anyway, the review just merely said, oh, um, gosh, more of women just giggly hated it. Now, I, you know, Kirsten took that to heart. I did not. But then, like, <laughs> I didn't take it to heart. I did some. Because you know what? Bad what? grammar. I can't deal. Well, but the more of women just giggly. Yeah, there should have been a comma in there. But additionally, fun1894. <laughs> If you don't like the giggly women, I'm sorry. Uh, I just found well, let's your Let's be honest, how fun was 1894? Not, right, one, of, not one of our best years. Yeah, not one of your best years. I'm assuming you're not listening anymore. But uh, but anyway, Kata Pillar, Kata Pillar, I liked her. This podcast is so funny. I love it when the hosts get off on a tangent. Hmm, here's where they're now. Sometimes the audio quality is off. That's true. We're working on that. Um, we should have more Halloween content on this podcast. It really gets the host going. I don't know. I just felt like we needed to read a couple of those from our sweet, sweet listeners and encourage anyone else to let some other people listen as well. I, I, that, that actually does make me happy. I don't know. Those were, like, those were, those were our three most recent reviews, and I found them to be like amazingly like just across a wide spectrum. One of us I, doesn't like healing. Someone else wants to hear more Halloween stuff, and another one is just lovely. This might be bold, Graham, but might Halloween be the official holiday of the Welcome Home podcast? <gasps> Done. Signed, sealed, delivered. Yes. Okay. 100%. So speaking of bad audio, we have worked for 45 minutes to try to get the microphones to work. So we're out of time. Graham's got to go pack a picnic lunch. I do. We're on vacation. All right. Love everyone. Thanks for listening. Um, can't wait to hear. For your picnic, by the way. You're like so darn cute. Picnic lunch. Well, 
Wait, you know what's really crazy last thing is we're recording this right now because we're actually in Lexington, Virginia, traveling where Kirsten and I met. And Kirsten said, why don't you go to the J school where, you know, journalism school where we both studied together. And I'm like, eh, that will take too much time. Wait, what? I, I made you a journalism major? No, don't you think I should have gone to record don't you think there's a sound booth somewhere like a quality oh, sound yeah, booth duh. unlike me oh my gosh I mean, you literally have like a radio station i have like a five full, minutes from your house yeah like you think i could have taken the extra effort and gone over there all yeah. right everyone have a great day welcome mr schultz thank you for being on the welcome home podcast thanks for listening horst welcome to welcome home podcast we're happy you're here with us today and i'm happy to be here too we are excited about your new book, Excellence Wins. And I don't know if you knew this. We're going to throw a one-two punch at you. We don't think it's just a business book. We think it's a book. It's, it could be a parenting book. <laughs> Kirsten and I saw a lot about the application for gracious living and hospitality, which is something we try to cultivate. Well, well, it, it, it is human behavior. And consequently, it addresses everybody. It's not, and, and for and some people, it's about, think about, it's about the hotel business. It's not at all. It's, it's, it's about, uh, of course, I, tr- I break it down into market, the customer, mm-hmm. and leadership, which applies to everything in life, uh, and of course, employees. So in other words, it's people, people, people. That's what it is all about. Well, I think where Graham really saw it being applicable to parenting was how you deal with customers or clients or guests, mm-hmm. depending on what industry mm-hmm. you're in, who, who maybe complain a little bit and you want to make everybody happy, but there are just some people you're not going to make happy. And I love <laughs> the examples yeah. that you gave were amazing. Um, would you want to share the story with our listeners uh, who haven't had a chance to read the book yet about um, when you had a customer who you knew was just really sort of um, crossing the line with maybe some female staff members. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, it, it's very simple. And uh, we have to understand, first of all, the, 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 the three types of customers are, are my, they're the customers who are dissatisfied, who becomes a, a, a terrorist against the organization. Then That's my they, dad. That's my dad, Horst. And, 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 then, and, that, and then there is the satisfied customers who is not yours, but they're satisfied. And then there is the, the loyal customer who has developed trust in your organization. And, 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 uh, and so it's fine. So, but the, the dissatisfied customers, well, we know that 96% of them just want to get rid of their frustration. They are upset about things. They want to tell it somebody. So they want to get rid of frustration. Then there are uh, after 96%, there are 3 4% or, or 3% about a little bit over 3% in fact, that are dissatisfied for a very good reason where you have to make amends. Mm-hmm. And then there is what we call the jerks. They just <laughs> want to complain. We called it the jerk factor. Well, frankly, that's what we called it internally, of course. We didn't advertise that. <laughs> and and but however, I made it very clear that the only one who can make the decision that it is a jerk is me. That cannot be, I cannot delegate that because otherwise every complaint is put into that category. So mm. in this case, a, a, a channel manager of a hotel called me and said, Horst, I know you don't want us to be ever to 
throw a customer out, but I truly have a jerk here. Here's what's happening. He is, he is coming to my office every morning. He's with us over a week already every morning and sits down and complains for an hour about absolutely everything. No matter what we do, we cannot do anything right for the guy. And not only that, he's staying on the club level. And the three ladies that work up there, he pinched each one already by now. They have all complained about him. I said, uh-oh, here's what you do. You double lock his room so when he comes back, he can, when he leaves, after he leaves, so he cannot get back in. In the meantime, you make a reservation in the best hotel around. You get a limousine ready to take him there. And when he comes back and tell him, look, Mr. Jones, we have done everything to make you happy, but we have failed. So we're going to try one more thing now. We put you into another hotel and try to make you happy there. And of course, he will scream and holler and so on and so on. And sure enough, people like that find me. He found me and uh, went on. Uh, and I said, wait a minute, this I directed to do this. So I know exactly what it is I directed on. So he, he screamed and hollered on the telephone. He would owe me, he would sue me. So I told him, look, Mr. Jones, very simple. If you sue me, I will be in the courtroom with the three ladies from the club level whom you have pinched. <laughs> and it's that was kind of the end of the conversation. Only a few months later, I must have been six, eight months later, I don't know exactly. I got a call from another hotel and said, Horst, there's a problem. You know, I really have one of those guests here, a guest from hell. He's staying with us a long stay. He has been for 10 days in my office every morning for an hour complaining about everything. Not only that, he pinched the ladies on the club level. I said, uh-uh, Mr. Jones is in your house. And the gentleman <laughs> said, how do you know? <laughs> There's so, something adorable about the way you're saying it, though. Pinched the well, lady. I don't well, know. you know, and so, so he, I said, here's what you do. And of course, when he, when, when he came back and it was double locked and, he's, and the manager said, we want you to be happy, happy. He said, not again. And he took <laughs> off without complaints and he was gone. <laughs> I mean, this happens. But this is so rare that, you, that the guests are that outrageous. And of course, you cannot force everything in that kind of a category. There are very few guests. Nearly everybody has some reason to complain if they complain. Mm -hmm. And we have to learn from the complaints. We have to learn from it and see if there are mistakes that we made and improve our company by, uh, by our organization, our family, whatever it is, by prove it by finding the root cause of the, the reason why this, this incident happened, eliminate the cause so it will never happen again. That well, is that called continuous me. improvement. That reminds me, I, what, tell about how you empowered your employees to spend up to, what is it, a certain amount of money. It's $2,000 um, yeah. because yeah. I've already told this to like 15 people and I just read the book two days ago. This is fascinating and this is why when you go to Ritz-Carlton, you feel like everything is going to be okay. Yeah. But, but you know, it, you, you cannot comprehend the fireworks it created when I introduced that, that rule in the organization. Well, wait, I, people don't know what that rule is. So can you explain that Well, I that tell rule? you, I tell you, even, even my vice president thought I, I had gone crazy. I was sued by people. Well, I empowered all employees, every employee, to make a decision. To, I mean, if something goes wrong, to make a decision up to $2,000 to, to move heaven and earth, up to $2,000 to keep the customer that had a problem, to Maybe. keep the guests that had a problem. You see, it, it wasn't lightly done decision. We knew 
that the potential of a repeat guest was of the average repeat guest was a lifetime lifelong spending of two hundred thousand dollars so why wouldn't i spend two thousand dollars to come to keep the customer for me a great organization a great business does really only four things number one keep the customers that you have and so of course you work all kind of processes what you have to do to keep them number two get new customers Number three, get as much money as you can from the customer eh? without losing them. In other words, you give value. Right. And number four, what you do is efficiency. If, and the concentration on keeping the customer has to be foremost. So, but sometimes something goes wrong. And in that case, when the guest is upset, we have to move heaven and earth. Each employee has the right to make decisions. And, and things happen like, I give an example in my book, and the, the, the guest comes to the waiter and says in the morning, the waiter says, good morning, sir. I hope you have a nice day. The guest said, no, I didn't because my TV didn't work or my toilet didn't flush or whatever. The waiter now owns the problem. The waiter now says, please forgive me for your TV not working. I feel very bad. I will buy you breakfast this morning. Now, this is a guest who was upset, who immediately will become loyal because if an organization works that way, you trust them. And, and, and loyalty is nothing but trust. So, that, so they were empowered to make this decision. But I knew that, again, I knew I want to keep the customer because they're worth a lot of money, each customer. And I also knew nobody ever spent $2,000. They bought a glass of wine, they bought breakfast, they sent a food mm -hmm. basket, right. et cetera. A few few larger spendings was done, and I think I I think I also recalls one of them. In I my love book. the metal detector story. Okay, yes, the metal yeah, detector that was, story was that wonderful. was in Cancun. That was in Cancun. There was a, a honeymoon couple. He lost his ring in the sand the first day they were there, and they dug and dug. And of course, the more you dig on, in the beach, the more you lose it. And but by the time they they went crying and left in the evening, as it gets dark, the the, the, the four beach attendants went and bought four metal detectors and found the ring. Now, this, this guest, when he got this ring back, they, they, he and she, they were overjoyed, cried again, this day with happiness, and they, they called every TV station, radio station, newspaper, and told them the story. That was advertising worth a million dollars, easy. So, you know, it, it, those decisions were all, I, I, I didn't make the decision because I'm a nice guy. I made the decision, they were good business decision and the honorable thing to do for an organization. Okay, guys, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I feel the need to take a quick break because it's been a few minutes since we've last talked about my passion, staying right <laughs> Cleaning products. Yeah, we have Carbona, another sponsor today. They're a household brand that's been helping people for live a life unstained for more than a century, which is ridiculous. We've talked a lot about Carbona, but we particularly love, I used it actually just the other day, the steam carpet cleaner. It had a little vomit situation, but if you need a full room, deep clean to get in kind of set in dirt from carpets, it's perfect for high traffic areas. We have three bedrooms that are all carpeted. So we use a lot of this. You can use them in any steam cleaning machine. And Kirsten also loves the washing machine cleaner. 
which basically you can eliminate all washing machine odors and maintain your machine parts. It has activated charcoal, so it kind of attracts all that gross smelling, disgusto stuff. Um, Graham, and- what are you saying about the smell of my washing machine? Uh, listen, we know we talk about Carmona a lot. We are actual real life fans, and we just wanted to remind you again there's so many products that that's why we have so many different uh, times we chat about them. But if you want to see the full line and save 20%, go to carbona.com. Again, it's C A R B O N A.com and save 20%. Thank you, Carbona. Happy cleaning. And use the, ho- the code Welcome Home. Okay. Thanks, Carbona. We love you. And we okay. have something else we love. We do. This is ridiculous. So basically, Plant Package is our other sponsor for today. And I kid you not, kiddos, like you just have to do this because they're giving away the product. They are actually giving it away. Plant Package is the coolest thing ever. Um, They're basically package. I'm just trying to describe this so people can understand it because we got ours. We got to try it. It's like a box that comes in the mail and it's super fun. It's kind of for people who aren't natural, easy gardeners. But well, just do, want- do you get anxiety when you like walk through the garden store? I get like overwhelmed at the beauty. How about that? Like when you see a beautiful, like gorgeous arrangement together, yes. like a plant arrangement. Okay. I don't get overwhelmed like- by that. I get stressed by that because I'm like, I, I go to people's houses and I see like their, you know, their thing is lined with um, pots or they'll have two by the door, one on their, right. their coffee table or whatever. And it's like, how do you know to put that plant with that plant? Because when I do it, I feel like it looks like I just was like walking through and randomly pointing at things. Right. Or how do you find like the perfect drapey plant that goes with the right succulent and then the drapey plant needs more water than the succulent plant, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, plant package takes the prep work out of gardening. What they do is they select durable seasonal plants that are appropriate and stylish and they put the container, the seeds, just the perfect amount of soil, the right amount of container, guys, you get a little the instructions. But what's great, this is a great gift idea, literally, or if you're short on time, um, each plant package takes about 20 minutes to assemble. This is hilarious. So some of their past themes, like every month has a different theme. So May was a basil berry, which is hilarious. So they sent like strawberry plants and two basil plants, okay, which is like perfect for May, right? April. And what did we get in June, Graham? We got red, white, and bloom. It was red, oh, white, and blue flowers. It's really yeah, cute. It'll be ready it's for really cute. July. Yeah. Or for like, yeah, it'll be perfect for the 4th of July. So it's like hooking you up. January, they did dark days of winter. You've got three spotted hypotheses. Um, the point is these are all things I would not know to buy at that right season. So if you're interested in gardening or if you have a friend, I feel like this is the perfect no-brainer mother-in-law gift, but it's a subscription and you can choose the subscription options to fit every lifestyle, whether you want a monthly, every other month, or just seasonally one every three months. Um, anyway, the deal Graham was talking about is insane. You get a free box. Your first box is free. So you're going to want to go to plantpackage.com slash welcome home. Um, to choose your delivery option, and then use the promo code WELCOMEHOME. Again, it's plantpackage.com slash home and use the code WELCOMEHOME. Um, I love our little plant. It's fun to walk by, enjoy our red, white, and blue. Um, so thank you, Plant Package, and everyone go give them a try. I think what some people don't realize, we have a lot of mothers who listen to our show. We have you personally to thank, I believe, for our warm welcome that we receive at Chick-fil-A. We all spend a lot of time at Chick-fil-A. Uh, yeah. I don't think yeah. you're the you're the man who should get the credit yeah. for the my, my pleasure because it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was a, that's a funny story too. Does it? Uh, Dan Kathy was running and now tells it slightly different than I do, but I, I remember it exactly. I I was dealing with them about customer service, how to look at them, how to say hello and so on. And I told them, uh, you have to change the language of every employee. 
we, for example, in Ritz-Carlton teach them uh, never to say hi. Because if I say hi, I say you are even with me. If I say welcome, sir, I'm saying you're important and I'm professional. So the messages have to come across. And at the same time, for example, if instead of saying okay about for something, we taught our employees to say my pleasure. I told all the managers of Chick-fil-A that, and I said, so you sh should change saying okay. Everybody seems to say okay. I went to a number of Chick-fil-A's at the time. Mm -hmm. And I said, but my pleasure, I told them my pleasure for you is not the right word. In your market, let's find a different word. It's too fancy. <laughs> in, the so background, fancy. <laughs> in the background was Trude, Trude Cathy, the founder of Chick-fil-A, this wonderful gentleman. He was in 80 or whatever at the time already. And he raised his finger up and said, I like my pleasure. So I said, yeah, of course, it's nice for an organization like ours. But your customers are not, and you, maybe you should say, I'm happy to. And he looked again and said, I like my pleasure. And guess what? That's what it was. <laughs> and, and let me tell you, when you're the mom who's got a baby and you need a shower and you just want to get some chicken and someone says, my pleasure, <laughs> it's like yeah. going on a spa weekend. So thank really? you. Thank you. Thank you. And by the way, can I, can I tell you a secret, horse? I'm yeah. actually podcasting from a Fairmont right now. And I have been very I forgive upset you. because I'm reading your book <laughs> and no one's saying my pleasure and no one's calling me ma'am. And I just want to say I'm a little bit bummed right now. Yeah, but you know, think about it. I hire, I hire kids from Center City now and, and, and I hire them and then I put them uh, across the chairman of the board of the Bank of England. How do I make sure that that moment works fine? First of all, I put them in a nice uniform and then I, I teach them how to look at them within so many feet and say, good morning, sir, welcome. Mm -hmm. Right away, I have an elegant young man there. And then this, this, this guest, and then, don't call this guy's guy, folks, sir, call him sir, man. And then with this guest wants something, that, that young man says, my pleasure, sir. Wow, immediately I have a very elegant uh, young man here rather than a kid that has never dealt that way. And they all adjust so easily and, and, and become proud of who they are, the employees. Well, well I, I had think my wedding at Ritz-Carlton and I think that's the reason why you, know, you choose it is because you just know everything, um, everything is gonna be done, done that way and everyone's gonna get that. Yeah, that's why I don't know, uh, listen, I'm gone for a number of years. I don't know how they advertise today, but that's why we never advertise luxury. We advertise that you can rely on us. Ooh, that's interesting. Like that. What's yeah. the difference between luxury, luxury, and and relying on luxury? Luxury may be chandeliers and marble. Relying on us, meaning I take care of you, what, what, however you need it. Mm -hmm. I want to pick your brain while you're here. What's the problem with kids today? <laughs> <laughs> the parents. The parents. Oh no, that's us. That's us. We're going down. It's the, on it's the, it's the parents. We we. We're giving them too much room. We're giving them too much room. Let, let the, the, I, mean, I mean, everything, and, and what do we still know? Or do our kids still know that there are consequences? I don't know. I am, I'm, I'm confused about it. My age, you get confused about it. It's no different than running a business. I'm setting a, a beautiful vision for everybody. But if I compromise in that moment, I have no right to come. If I care for my employees and their future, I have to set, and, and a family has to do that too. I have to set 
an objective, a purpose for the company. So what do I want my company to be in 10 years from now? What do I want my department to be? What do I want my friendship to be? What do I want my family to be in 10 years from now? If I don't have that clear, I am driving without direction. Without, and if I drive without a goal in mind, I may, may end up somewhere, somewhere where I don't want to be. Mm. But if, once I set a goal for the organization and question myself, of course, it's no different than a family, and question myself very carefully, is this goal, this objective, good for all concerned? In the case of a business, is it good for the investors? Is it good for the customer? Is it good for the employees? Is it good for society? If the answer is yes, then I as the leader have no more rights to compromise it. I cannot because if I compromise it, I am against my employees, against the customer, against the investor and against society. So I cannot because of one employee, because of I want to be nice or whatever. Mm -hmm. No, I want everybody to benefit and be successful and be happy. Mm -hmm. So they rise. So that's what you're saying. That's applicable to the family. It's applicable to the business situation. We don't need to be nice. We don't need to be their friends. We need to have order and some sort of structure and equip them for the future. Equip them because so that they can have a fulfilled life. We have to f- equipment, but if I am from beginning on a, a, a compromise and there are no comp- compromises, they, they, they have, they have, their chance of succeeding is, is considerably limited. And you know, you left home, what, at 14 to start working That's in the correct. hotel industry. Are you exhausted? Do you want a break? Are you on a breather right now? Or are you still working no. hard? <laughs> <laughs> I'm working very hard. Yeah, I'm, of course, I'm still connected with Capella Hotels in an di- indirect way, and I'm mm-hmm. consulting and, uh, and, and uh, teaching, and I'm on several boards. So do you go on vacation? And where is your number one spot I just, for vacation? I, ch- I came back from Europe the, the day before yesterday. Oh, my. And you're probably jet-lagged, and here you are chit-chatting no, with us bozos. No, no. Thank and, you. And, I, and, and I'm enjoying it. Can I ask oh. a question, too? Because Graham touched on the, on the fact of how young you left home, and I just thought that was such an interesting part of your book. Um, you were saying that in the town you grew up in, there wasn't even a, a hotel. So yeah. what started this um, passion and this interest for you? Well, you know, I wish I knew. I, <laughs> I, I, for some reason, I must have read something. I went to my parents when I was 11 and said, I want to work in the hotel business. And they said, okay, that, that had no meaning for that moment but I kept on insisting on it. And they then asked, started to be embarrassed because that's not something you did at the time in Germany after the war. It was technically, technical jobs created on a hotel business that was nearly embarrassing. I kept on insisting on it. They helped me to find a job. I was 14, I left and worked in the finest hotel in the region and they, we were lucky to find a job, but I had to leave home and lived in the dorm room about 60 miles away, about 100 kilometers away from my home. At that time, that was very far. But I was lucky. I met a number of people in my career that impacted me, that were role models for me, and uh, that helped me to concentrate on creating things that are excellent rather than just doing things. You see, it, it doesn't matter, again, if I'm a family or, or a business. The objective have, is, has to be to be excellent in life. That's, that's not a feeling. That's a decision you make. I, I, I give a, 
often an example, look here, I'm, I'm married 40 years and I'm, I'm still in love with my wife. I don't only love her, I'm in love with my wife. I don't wait for the feeling to come. I made the decision to feel that way. And the same, the same is true with everything in your, in your life, with your family, with everything. Make the decision and then take the steps to support that decision. That's, that's amazing. I want to talk, we talk a lot about hospitality um, on the show and about opening our homes. And I really thought your, your exploration of the service pro- process, how you had the warm welcome, yeah. the compliance, well, the yeah. guest needs, and the fond farewell. I mean, I feel like that's something we should just all implement in our own personal homes and our own personal lives. I just yeah, well, I I, you, you, it's like I the have perfect to definition of hospitality. You know, I have to love people that talk about service, ask them to, to define it. They can't even define it, but they talk about it. When does service start? It doesn't start five seconds after you meet somebody. It starts that instant. Welcome. That the first step of service is welcome. A, a, a nice welcome, if possible by name, well, welcome Bill or welcome Mr. Schultz. And, 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 uh, and you know, and, this, and with your eyes should express that you're happy to see them. If it is in a hotel or your home, open your welcome to your, to your home, Bill. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's the first step of service. And the next step, of course, is complying to their expectation and wishes. Not transaction, not checking them in, but no, helping them to get what they want in your business. Helping them what they want. Put yourself in their heart. And so that's the complying the wishes. And then how does it end? By saying, friendly, thank you for allowing us to serve you. We, we, we were delighted that you visited us. We were happy to have you as our guest. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I mean, that, that. This is the process of service. I'll tell you, a welcome drink goes a long way. Yeah, I oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, but you did touch upon your, and I did like this about the book. You so there's so many interesting nuggets in there about how you've, in a way, had to flip flop in the past when you talked about the key system, how you went to electric, and I think that's the nimbleness that your brand has displayed is something that's interesting to me. The little yeah, yeah, it was kind. Of, it, it, yeah, well, in the beginning, what 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 I did, frankly, there was an ego thing. It was a, a stupid decision of mine. I started with this plastic cards, which now everybody has. Mm-hmm. And when we have our first Ritz Carlton, and I thought, wow, I'm ahead of everybody. We have those new locks with the club card. And, mm-hmm. and I was very proud of it. When every guest that came in and said, you're supposed to be a luxury hotel, and you give me a plastic card. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we changed the locks to a hard key. Three years that. later, when the world got used to it, the guest said, <laughs> you give me a hard key, that's dangerous. What if I lose it and they come into my room? <laughs> So we have to change the locks again. So what I learned is you have to be technically with it, but don't be on the leading edge. Interesting. That's very interesting because we just had a conversation um, last week or whenever this airs. We had a conversation recently with a travel agent who from Brown, Brown, Graham, what was it? Brownell. Brownell. From Brownell. She was the head of leisure travel for Brownell. And she says she loves you, by the way. Oh, sure. and, and, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Well, we yeah. asked her what, what, what she wanted to hear from you. And she wanted to, to touch on, which I thought was great, is as hospitality is sort of that personal touch and how with technology where everything is like an app for that, I can book that online, I can do that. How do you kind of maintain that personal human connection with well, technology? E- e- well, e- even the technology has to be customer focused. It, it, it doesn't have, you see, that's the 
point. If I'm a business and I have, I can do something with technology and I want to in my particular business, I have to, it, so unfortunately what is done is to make things easier and cheaper for the business rather than serve the customer better. I, if, if my technology is driven by my focus on the customer and the need and the expectation of the customer, then it's good technology. Otherwise it's not. But at the same time, the technology will create in our business and many other businesses too, by the way, but in our business, it will create more and more commodities. With other words, you arrive and, and you make a reservation on your app, you check in on your app, you, the, the app is the key to your door, you don't even see anybody anymore. Mm -hmm. That is now, that, so consequently, even the top brands will become commodities for sleeping. They will become sleeping factories, if you will. Ugh. And then there will be the, the smaller, the more luxury hotels that will still, they still check in, they see somebody, it, it will be very easy, but where there is somebody and say, I'm here for you. I'm here to help you with your stay here in this city. I'm the expert of this city. So just call on me for any help in the city or any other need that you have. So, so you will, so this will, so it will more and more separate in, in higher cost and luxury commodities and less luxury commodities and really service organizations. See, and I'm making it, yeah. This is, this is transferable to other businesses too, by the way, that will happen there too. That, I think the concierge is coming back. I really do. I've, ne I've yeah. never lost hope in the importance and value of a good concierge. Sure. Um, well, it, interesting enough, in Capella hotels, we don't call them concierge. Okay. We call them your personal assistant. Because <laughs> when I started Capella after its garden, we made, we made a study what, what, what our, our customers think about concierge. And our customers said, our market said, concierge is somebody very arrogant who gives you direction. <laughs> that's not <laughs> what I wanted. That's, that's why we took that word out. Of course, they're concierge. So we call them personal assistant. They are your assistant while you're in the hotel. These are your assistants. You use them. Okay. I like it. Mm -hmm. Kirsten? Yeah, I think we have taken enough of your time, Horst, but I loved getting the chance to chat with you and, um, and hear I could talk about all a brand day. that we love. I know. <laughs> I know something tells me we might not be the most important people on his schedule today, Graham. I'm just yeah, but I'm you feeling, are. But he's, but but he's made are. us feel but that he's way. made us feel like it, which is the magic. <laughs> I feel like a million dollars. I just <laughs> come back on again. Uh, well, what a all wonderful right. book, Excellence Wins. Thank you for sharing your time. I have thank so, you. I could just thank you. All day. Thank you. Nice for being to here. be we really with you. We really do appreciate your time. Very nice to be with you. Thank you. And if I was with you in person, I'd give you a big hug and send you off into the rest of the day. I would love it. I'd love it. And, have a, and have a welcome drink with you. I'm a hugger. I'm and a hugger. Farewell. Thank you Take so care. much. Take care.